Welcome back to another episode of Is A Hot Dog A Sandwich? Topics for today, which sports league slash competition is the best in the world? Would you have a robot assistant in your house? And finally, Squid Game is the talk of the town. But if it was based in England or in Britain, what would those games be? We are joined today by a fantastic guest, Mr. Franco Quinn. How are we feeling, sir? I'm feeling good, sir. I'm ready for today. Are you ready to reach our levels? I am very ready. Partly scared, but I'm very ready. Ethan, what do we think of the new challenger? You know what? We've had many conversations outside of this, and I feel like Franco is going to bring the heat on a different level. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, amazing. And we shout him out often, so he's a very valued member of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I appreciate I appreciate also all the advice and the 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 help that you give from the sidelines. So now to have you here, uh, being a pivotal part in this incredible episode is going to be fantastic. Yeah. So first question of the day, guys: best sports format, best sports competition in the world. The world's a big place. There's a lot of sports in the world. Um, does anybody want to go first? Does anyone want to nominate? I can start. Yeah. Okay, best sports for format. Um, okay. It's interesting because on this podcast, I think we all have different sports that we would identify as maybe one of our favorite sports or yeah. sports that we've like uh, spent the most time around. So I'd say yeah. from all of us, I'd say like soccer or football, mm-hmm. uh, as yeah. you put it in the UK, is probably the one that I lean towards more than both of you mm-hmm. um, in terms of a format. And uh, I'm going to talk about one of the, the competitions and I'm going to talk about the Champions League. Ooh, ooh, the uh, Champions Exactly. Iconic in its song, um, iconic in its format. Uh, For those who don't know, the Champions League is a collection of all of the best teams, uh, the top kind of two to four teams from each major league uh, in Europe, particularly England, Italy, Spain and Germany, um, who come together. They're they're arranged in across, I think, eight groups Mm -hmm. uh, from A to H or A to G. um, And they will battle within their group. They play two games against each of their opponents and the top two teams uh, plus an extra bonus qualifier go through to the knockout stage. Um, The reason why I think this format works well is one, it's a a collection of champions. And with that collection of champions, you get some uh, more obscure teams like teams from the Ukrainian League um, and teams like from Croatian League who can knock off big competitors. I I remember even a few years ago where Celtic put Barcelona to rights and completely wiped them (laughs) off of the map. And that randomness, that ability for a team to show up one day and kick a fantastic squad out of the tournament Mm. is amazing. Um, they also, when they go to the knockout stages, they play uh, a home game and an away game, um, which enables, I think, there's, there's no home field advantage. T- you kind of, you come out and you play your game and you have to show up in both stadiums. Uh, again, unfortunately, as Barcelona well know against Liverpool, uh, we saw two amazing games in which Barcelona were up by three and then they lost 4-1, which knocked them completely out of the tournament. Um, and Liverpool went on to beat Tottenham in the finals. Um, and you don't get that opportunity in, in other sports. The the fact that both teams are able to kind of play in their home stadium and be comfortable. Um, mm. And then it culminates in this final where you have a stadium that uh, typically neither team has, has played in. It's a, a national stadium. Um, I think this year we saw it was in uh, Portugal. And neither team was the home team. Um, there were both British teams going to war. And that excitement, that build-up, the whole year culminates um, with this tournament of champions. 
Remind me again, who is the men's champion of the Champions League right now? Uh, I appreciate what you did there. <laughs> Chelsea Football Club. Big shout out to Kai Havertz and Mason Mount for bringing it home. Mm-hmm. Reese James, just everyone at Chelsea. I appreciate you doing that for me, sir, because yeah. I'm a big Chelsea fan. Um, That's where you yeah. wanted to go first. <laughs> That's, literally That's the only reason That's why I shout out the Champions yeah. League right now. <laughs> That does have a hand in reselecting it. What about you guys? What are you thinking? First of all, I want to... I I want to back that slightly because I one time was in Portland mm-hmm. when the Champions League final was on. It was 2019, so this was Liverpool-Tottenham. Yeah. And I was with a Tottenham fan. And we were up at like 10 o'clock in the morning watching the final. And it was an incredible thing to see all these Americans who don't know how to support football. They have no <laughs> idea what they're doing. And we were in an Irish pub. Irish, I say in quotation marks, because really I couldn't hear an Irish accent. I couldn't see any Irish anything but just flags so um and we were in there and they were supporting the game watching the game and it was me uh and two good friends of mine and one of them was a Tottenham fan so that was nice because I'm an Arsenal fan so get get down to Tottenham um it was good to see yeah. so uh I, I feel the hype that is built up around the Champions League is massive internationally yeah. regardless of if it's a main sport or not because you wouldn't even count football in the top four sports in America so the fact that it still had people packing out pubs at 10 o'clock in the morning is a, is a fantastic thing. It's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, I'm going to go, though, with uh, a sport closer to home. I'm going to go with my favourite sport up until I was 16, and that is cricket. And there is a brand new format, a brand new competition that started this year that, uh, Ethan, I know we got into. Um, and actually, I remember your mum uh, talking about it and, and Carl talking about it as well, which is incredible. Uh, and Franco, we're going to get you to watch it as well. And that is The 100. The 100 is a fantastic tournament. Cricket is long, guys. Mm. Cricket is so long. It's almost as long as baseball. Because uh, nah, we, have... <laughs> we have some baseball fans in the house. Um, but no, cricket is a very long sport. And test cricket goes on for five days. And everyone's like, that's bare long. So they inv- invented one day international cricket, which is, as you can tell, a whole day of cricket. And people are still like, that's bare long, which I completely understand. So they invented 2020 cricket, which is 20 overs each, which is 120 balls each, which accounts to 200 balls, uh, which goes on for about three hours, three and a half hours. And people are still like, that's bare long. So the shortest format of the game as it currently stands is the 100, which, as you guessed it, is 100 balls each. Uh, 20 overs of five uh, ball overs. And the, ma- the main reason why I like this competition is it's eight teams in the league, they all play each other twice, at least twice, which is one home and one away. And then they also have a rivalry game. So they then their rivalry game is their closest counterpart. Okay. So there are two London teams. There is the Oval Invincibles and the London Spirit. Go right. on, the Invincibles. The Invincibles! <laughs> if you can't tell, we live about five to ten minutes away from the Oval. So, of course, you've got to support the Oval Invincibles. And... Um, they they face their rivals as well. So it automatically has a a, der- a derby game built into it, which I think is really important. Yeah. Good rivalries make the best yeah, sports you always games, need right? A rivalry, exactly. Sure. And it's forced in this situation. And I really like that. And so you have a home and away game and you have a rivalry game. And the they then have, at the end of the league format of it, they take the top three teams and take them straight through to the playoffs. And what that means is the first team goes automatically into the final. So it makes coming first really important, which I find a lot of leagues that go into knockouts sometimes don't have that bonus of, of winning that extra game. Yeah. If you're like, there are certain leagues I find where if you get into the top four, you're coasting for the rest of the season if you know your place is secured. But in this, it's like, no, we've got to fight for first because that gets us straight through to the final. And then two and three have a semi final where they uh, play off against each other and go through to face the, the number one team. 
And I love it, one, because you have a rivalry game, and two, because it forces the, the, the chase for number one. I think currently, because there's not a second division or a second league, you, if you're not in the top three, you've got nothing to worry about because there's no relegation. So I'm hoping the game, game grows and he can get that. But right now, I'm a big fan, especially as uh, the Oval Invincibles women's team come out on top. Shout out the Oval Invincibles! Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my case for the number one sports competition in, in the world. Frank, okay, Frank. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the one that we all share. <laughs> yeah. You guys saved me the best for last, <laughs> which is American football, Woo! or just football for all our American American people listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I feel like Jed's already offended them by saying that they don't know how to follow English football. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not they don't know how to follow it. They have, are the, West, the worst chanters in the world. They can't oh, do football okay. chants. They don't know how to support. I've never ever in America heard someone go, Referee! And that's missing from all sports, really. Um, please continue. So, <laughs> on, on that lovely note, uh, to our cousins... Uh, <laughs> I think the NFL is my favorite format for yeah. any sport, just because you have the. So it's a very similar format to the Champions League, mm-hmm. in the sense that you essentially have a instead of a group, you have a division format. So mm-hmm. you have four teams. It's a thirty-two uh, team league, mm-hmm. and you have four in each division. And at the end, the top two teams from every group make it through. Yes. Is it made the top two? No, it's just the top team. It's the top team from top every team. division Sorry. and then the, the three best next team. best teams. That's the one. See, these guys know what they're talking about. Uh, and then after that, you have essentially have a sort of knockout stage mm. with the first team now because they changed the rules recently. Yep. Having like a rest week and then all the teams below kind of fight it out for the remaining sport, uh, yep. remaining spots. Then you have like the semi-final, which is like the championship. And mm. then you have the, the big Super Bowl, the big event that in England... Everyone hosts a party off, but only like 10% of the actual attendees understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, like I'm just a really big fan of the idea because essentially, and I'm slightly widening the argument slightly, is that with the NFL, you have this thing called the draft, which mm. is that every year when yeah. players graduate from college and they're trying to enter the big league, yeah. they kind of go on like a ranking system. So like the first... Uh, you know the best college player will get chosen by whatever team came last yeah. in the league so if your team did the absolute poorest they'll have the first shot yeah. at the best player from college yeah. which obviously creates this sense of fairness and it kind of creates a more equal thing because for example one of my things and I guess we're going to get into this in a little bit yeah. against like say some so, like a league format not the Champions League but like if we're expanding it to like the Premier League mm. is that you have like the constant best teams all the time right yeah, you have like the top six teams um Whereas in American football, there are like the, the, the favorites that like have like three year windows of being favorites probably, but it does change the dynamics a little bit. So like Massively. just because your team won the Super Bowl one year yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that they'll make it to the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. both the Bucks and the Chiefs are have been struggling through the first what four weeks. Yeah, um, on sports, kind of barely edging out teams that they maybe should beat, um, or losing teams that they where they might beat uh, because of their the strength of their their, their squads. Um, I've got a question, and I'm going to make this one a bit interesting. Okay. We are collectively going to pick one other person's sport. So I can pick between uh, the one 100 uh, or the NFL. And I would like for you guys to think about a way you would change the other person's league. You only mm. have to pick one of them mm. um, okay. in order to make it more appealing to you. So would you like me to start? Okay, yeah, yeah definitely. Because you've very good. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think for me... Um, and I'm going to select the 100 for this one. 
one thing that I think would be that they could be that they could consider adding to make it slightly more interesting, um, and more I'd say dangerous is each batter can only get a certain number of at bats, so maybe fifteen. So you have to go through uh, your whole squad. So a, a typical squad is about ten batsmen, uh, 11. eleven batsmen. So eleven batsmen. Um, this for me would mean that at some point you're going to have the worst batsman potentially batting for. The, the, the final few points to win this game. Um, if someone is doing particularly well, they have to kind of get their points in. The, the later that they get in their, in their batting, uh, in, their, in their balls, the more uh, they are incentivized to really go for the big swings, to really swing for the offensive. And I, I think that will add a kind of almost nitrous to the end of their, um, their time at bat. Yeah, and I can see it really affecting the quality of bowler you get. Because yeah. you could then be like... Ugh. This guy's not as good a bowler, but he's a slightly better batter. So then maybe uh, I go for them. Or she's uh, a much more accomplished bowler as a batter, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's really working the skill set. Because um, then if the bowler, bowling is worse and the batting is better, you get even bigger hits. And that's always exciting. So I like that. I like how it, uh, it would just turn into dropping bombs all <laughs> over the stadium, which would be a really interesting situation. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to say the Champions League yeah. and all I'm going to change is how they do the final the okay. Champions League could okay. learn massively from the Super Bowl the Champions League is the Super Bowl of football in my opinion oh, because oh, yeah. it's a yearly final right don't get me wrong the World Cup final in the Euro and the, all the other international finals are massive but they're every four years so there's not that level of anticipation that you get on a yearly basis as you get with the Champions League like you get with the Super Bowl yeah. And the NFL does it right, for the most part. They have an opening. They do, what, four national anthems, it feels like now? <laughs> and they get a special singer for every one, right? They then have a flag that goes on the thing, and it's all this. And they have um, pre-game shows. They have a halftime performance, which this year has got Dr. Dre, uh, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Eminem and I think some other rapper. That's the bar. You can see the side eye that was just given. Right, um, but the, and then they have an interview after the game with the MVP on the podium saying, mm. "I'm gonna go to Disneyland <laughs> and all of this incredible stuff," and you feel the spectacle. That's true. People in the UK who don't care about American football, like you spoke about the Super Bowl party, they watch it for the halftime show, for the theatrics, for all the craziness that surrounds yeah. it. The Champions League, and I love that football has stuck mostly to the the beauty of the game, right? Do up the showmanship a little bit. Definitely. Make it more of a thing. Because yeah. Champions League, I wouldn't watch regularly if I didn't live with a football fan. So I want a reason to be hooked and to be locked in year in, year out. I think that's that's really a brilliant idea. And the Champions League is always hosted in a different country every yeah. year. And that yeah. is an opportunity for countries across Europe to show and show off their culture. Show, mm -hmm. Come to our country. Yeah. Come and explore the brilliance of our country. We've got yeah. these types of performances. It's kind of like an opportunity to be Eurovision on steroids yeah, yeah, on the yeah. main stage the superstar from your country and really instill some national pride but also share that culture with the rest of Europe which and the world mm -hmm. which we can all afford to do 100% Frank over to you okay it's a harder one yeah uh, especially yeah because your, your, your point about the, the, the show of this uh the Champions League final yeah. was pretty fun. Okay, I'm going to go slightly controversial. Ooh, but like, ooh. We're not controversial. I feel like that, that was a strong word to say. You, you, you you've gone for it. So now I feel like the, the last two points we made were like we were all very in agreement on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. Oh, here we go. Uh, I would say, with in regards to the Champions League, yeah. is that I would remove 
the home and uh, the two was it the two leg systems yeah. Yeah. in the knockout stage okay. I think it should just be the one yeah uh, I think yeah, I agree what I love about the World Cup and obviously there's an argument about like it being four years yeah. it's like at the knockout stage there's no like room for mistakes right mm-hmm. there's no like oh we lost 1-0 mm-hmm. in this game but in the second game we, we can still come back it's yeah. kind of like all cards on the table <laughs> you only have this one shot this yeah. one opportunity and I feel like it also helps you a lot in terms of the group stage because mm-hmm. You, everyone wants to play for first, right? Because yeah. we're going with this one game system. Yeah. Then it, under that logic, I would say like all the first place teams in the group would have would be like the hosts the home games. of yeah. that yeah. game, which would make the group stage that much more exciting for the Champions yeah. League. Because like this is just me personally. I don't really watch the group stage of the Champions League. Yeah. I only really switch on like during 100%. like the quarterfinals, semifinals. Well, it's yeah. all on the line. Yeah, yeah. So like to see that sort of you know because the cool thing about the Champions League already is the fact that like you're seeing like the highest level of football technically because right? yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah. The, the very best teams from the very uh, best leagues so then to add the added incentive to the players to yeah. like, go allowed you're right. I think that would just give it that extra excitement you're right I've been to a City game in the qu- in the the <clears throat> league stages the the oh. group stages yeah I've been to a City <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to a Manchester City game in the group stages of, uh, of the, the Champions League and the stadium was empty it's a Champions League wow, game. I mean, that's City for you. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Fairweather fans all the way through. But, but if, if it wasn't for Pep and a lot of money, <laughs> they wouldn't be filling that stadium. But they don't fill it for a Champions League. Yeah. And that's outrageous. That's In my true. opinion, Absolutely. Champions yeah, League yeah. is such an honour. It's such a blessing. And this team takes it for granted. Their fans take it for granted. And you see it. And like making it more competitive, making it fun, and like really having to force yourself to get a better goal difference than maybe another team. Or to, to fight for for that edge is really important and more the more times we can make football and any sport more competitive i'm in so as much as you said it might be controversial i mean yeah i wasn't expecting this response i, was just, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I also agree with it it makes it more exciting there's so much more to play for and there's also i think of if a team does get surprised by this team from a, a, a lesser known footballing country they're done there's no, there's no comeback. There's no, oh, we'll get them on the next time. Yeah. They're just out. Mm. And this team now gets an opportunity to, to one, earn more money, which then could make them stronger competitive the next year, but also to build that story, to, to, to mm. put their players out there and give them opportunities to potentially go to the top-tier teams. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially like being the underdog, winning the away. Like that was your only shot. Right, you didn't get to play in your home stadium at all. Yeah. Mm. So you just want to take money away from these football teams that are, uh, clearly <laughs> need it to reach the top level game. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic capitalism there, Franco. Um, <laughs> uh, Long term payoff? <laughs> is that a thing? So, uh, guys, let us know. What is your favourite sports format in the world? Is it Aussie rules football? Is it Kabaddi? Is it something else? Let us know. We're moving on to robot assistants. Detroit becoming human robot, something else with robots living in the home. Oh, love, death, and robots. That there is a couple in there. There is a couple crazy robots in the home there. Well, I'm gonna start actually with robot assistants. I cannot wait to have a robot assistant. Are you mad? Whenever people have an Alexa, I am so excited to use it. I just be like, Alexa, do something funny, and then Alexa usually is like, I don't know what you mean by that. So I, I can't wait for until we get to the point where robots understand the level um, of assistance I want, which is fun times all the time. I want a, a robot to tell me a joke. I want a robot to pour me a virgin pina colada. I want a robot to play PlayStation with me. That's the level of robot assistant <laughs> I want in my home. 
I don't know necessarily if I want them to look like a human. You know, yeah. in iRobot, they're kind of like humanoid yeah. kind of level. I don't know if that's what I want. But I know I want a robot companion. But what, what is it about specifically about the looking humanoid that kind of puts you off? It's from... definitely just from iRobot and the dead look in their eyes. Because there's, I find something really weird about... There's this thing called the Uncanny Valley. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's, it's, so it's a thing that you find in a lot of movies from the 90s where either they've tried CGI or they've tried um, like uh, figures that are supposed to look like humans. And like they're trying to make a human, yeah. but like they have to for some reason make them a thing as opposed to an actor. Like they have to make it a a, a mold or something. And it's like, oh, it kind of looks like a human, but just a little bit off, and it feels really weird. And there are loads of situations where it's like, oh, this is just off. Like there is um, like in Star Wars in nineteen ninety nine's uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Um, I think it's ninety nine. Two thousand and one. One of them. Um, or the Matrix, when a lot of those graphics, and a lot of the times when they're jumping around and moving, they look a little bit rubbery. You get it a little bit more in the Matrix, where the people look rubbery, and it's like, this looks a little bit weird. Yeah. Something just feels a bit off, and it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. That Uncanny Valley follows through, actually, to other things. So there's sometimes where you might be looking... Uh, the best example is Madden Two Swords okay. uh, Waxworks. Oh yeah, some people they came alive. Yeah, some people like oh, they're no. really creepy looking because they're just off for some reason. They're just and they they're imitating life but not quite right, and so it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to feel that in my home with a thing that can move. I would be petrified. I'd much rather it be like a box person <laughs> or something along those lines or like a round orb. That's my vibe. I like that. Yeah. Reckon you're gonna go, Jago. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I welcome, I welcome our, our robot buddies uh, all the way. I think all the way. anything that like, <laughs> mainly anything that like automates recurring tasks that yeah. it can do quicker and more efficiently. And then it opens up my schedule to, to the creative stuff. I mean, it's really just to play video games. <laughs> Let's pretend that I was a productive individual. Uh, it would be to like do more creative, like intuitive stuff, which machines can't do. And on top of that, I know that there's like this whole like skepticism about like, oh, they're going to kill what us. What skepticism? <laughs> 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 uh, all this skepticism about like, oh, they're going to take over, they're going to kill us. I feel like the fact that, like you said before, like the fact that Alexa still can't understand certain linguistic instructions. Yeah. Do you know, like we were, were all watching a video yesterday. About, Tom like, Scott. Shout out to Tom Scott. If you ever listen to this podcast, which I would love you to, shout out to Tom Scott. You're an inspiration. I love the way you do things. Please continue. But yeah, we saw a video like <laughs> yours truly. Yeah. Uh, if you missed the name, that's on you. Um, <laughs> where we were basically saying like, you know, language is so complicated. Are you coming so... for our listeners, bro? <laughs> 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 so, well, I'm, only, I'm only guaranteed one episode. So <laughs> um, yeah, like language is so complicated and English yeah. is, is in particular is such a contextual it's a language. Dumb language. <laughs> I feel like, I don't think that we're nowhere near that. I, like, I can't imagine because a lot of like artificial intelligence deals with data, right? Yes. Like yeah, very quantitative data that like you can fully analyze. Mm. Whereas like language is so like intuitive and like open to interpretation. Yeah. Like I don't, I think like machine learning is still a way to go mm. with like numbers, let alone language. Mm. So I, that's why I'm chilling. Yeah. Like if, if there's like some, you know, it's like Tesla robots start coming out soon. Mm. I don't feel like they're going to be any danger to us no. anytime soon. So no, you're right. Bring it. So I'm going to partially go against both of you and what you're saying. I would like a house that has this automation 
but I would like it that it's more, I would like it to be kind of structured that I'm more in control of it. I wouldn't like another thing that is like almost living and breathing to be walking around my house. Right. I want to be able to, for example, have this bodysuit, which enables me to move faster when I'm 95 years old and use it as kind of like a tech thing and jump around and have lots of fun on myself. But then also I want to be kind of able to kind of almost plug into the house. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to put the, the washing machine on at 30 degrees and I want to be able to cook food. I want to be able to do these things because I, I, am, I like to have that complete control of my space. Mm-hmm. Um, robots do things either well or poorly. And if they do it well, they do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we should necessarily put ourselves in this world that is entirely perfect. It's the imperfections uh, which can create new flavours, for example. If you slightly burr or burn or char your onions, you get a new texture, you get a new mouth feeling, you get a new flavour or bitterness to explore. And if this robot is cooking everything perfectly, mm. I will never experience that. I will never experience uh, failure. I'll never... I, last week, I made shortbread that fell apart and a robot will cook it perfectly. I'll get shortbread, but I wouldn't get this... Uh, this the shortbread crust that Jed then transformed into a delicious peach crumble. <laughs> this uh, perfection is, is something that is, would be wonderful for many areas like science and, and, and medicine. But in my day-to-day life, I need that randomness that robots can't afford me. I'm sorry, but is that Mr. Perfect himself uh, complaining about perfection? Did we not hear about the shortbread? (laughs) Which you perfectly planned so that I would make us a peach crumble. We we see through you, sir. You did the calculations. Uh, Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I don't know if either of you have seen Space Odyssey 2001. Have you seen it? That's the freaky robot thing. Freaky robot thing. So so it's Hal, exactly. Hal! I can't can't let you do that, Tom. I think it's Tom. I don't know if it's Tom, but I'm going to say Tom. John. Something like that. Um, Where the space ends up trying to kill the, the guy in the, in the place and I don't want that that freaky red red light that yeah. just was ever watching and never present that we've got this red light here selling us yeah. this recording it's just like our TV right now oh, oh. we are constantly being watched it's, it's too late it's well. too late we are yeah, we are surrounded by robots they have, <laughs> they've made us think that they're not there but they are there uh, yeah I'm 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 in agreement with you in that in that, in that light I do like the the organic nature of humanity and of life creates change, evolution, growth, difference and variation. Robotics, I don't think, has the capacity for that currently. Yes. Maybe in a hundred years, we, they can master chaos theory and play with that. But until then, we're good. We're good living the human life and asking Alexa to, to tell us a joke. Well, it's really funny. Like one theory, I don't necessarily say that I will agree with it, but I would definitely like to like explore it further. It's this like notion that like, you know, when we were like ancestors, like thousands and thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. like when we were in the wild, mm-hmm. like, you know, scavenging and like trying to survive with all these predators around us. Yeah. Uh, obviously we had intelligence to kind of help us evolve. Mm. And so wolves and like obviously whatever the ancestor for a dog was which I guess is just wolves <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot Franco um, uh, riveting they stuff they were more powerful than us in the wild like physically one could probably argue mm. um, and then we became more intelligent we learned to tame them and now they're like these little lab dogs that can fit in our purses and yeah. we feed them we love them and they live great lives yeah. you can tell Franco has dogs I and two lovely shoes. two <laughs> lovely dogs are, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love of my life also shout out to my girlfriend she's also <laughs> awesome. um, uh, I'm getting a bit jealous yeah, yeah, I mean, um, it's like kind of it's like that argument of like artificial intelligence might not necessarily grow to kill us 
Mm. And I'm going with like down the line where like it's doing chaos theory and like it can work creativity. Everyone's like, oh no, they're going to work out that we're useless <laughs> and that uh, they're just going to get rid of us. I actually think that we're going to become their dogs. So like the very predators that they were like scared of, they're yeah. going to realize, oh no, we can turn them into like these fussy Things for thing. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they'll make the world more enjoyable around us mm. because they're essentially going to fix all our human problems. Mm. Like the things that make us suffer yeah. and essentially be like, no, you, you go and you guys go have fun yeah. while we work out like the meaning of the universe <laughs> yeah. so with our big children. Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, look at the lives of dogs. I ain't, that is not a life I want to move away from. They're living. I see They're that. loved, fed, they get yeah. to sleep. That is, a, that is a first on this show, guys. I wouldn't mind living the life of dogs. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not with you on that. But thank you for bringing a diverse thought point. And I think we're going to finish that one on, on that because that's a great way to move on to our final, <laughs> final task of the day. Squid Games, have you guys watched it? That's the first question. I'm about four and a half episodes in. Okay, Franco? I'm like... Three quarters or four episodes. In. <laughs> I, I, I watch them whenever Ethan watches. So them. three quarters or four episodes would be three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, so yeah, I've I finished it. So I I am double of the way through, and the main plot of it is people are forced into a uh, compound in which they are challenged to play games that exist in um, schools and playgrounds along uh, South Korea. And then they are forced to play these games as, as adults, but with fatal consequences upon losing. And so we here are now challenged. What game would you put in the British Squid game? That's the question. Now I'm going to go first okay. so that you guys don't, uh, don't steal my one. Oh, and this okay. is a game that is played in loads of other places, yeah. but, it, but the name that we use for it, <laughs> and I feel like I've taken Ethan's option, which is fantastic, is British Bulldog. Oh, no, we're chilling. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Go for it. So, British, uh, Bulldog. British Bulldog is, funnily enough, a game that I first played at Scouts, at Cubs, <laughs> which now looking back on it and looking back at health and safety and all those things really isn't actually, I think, the smart thing to do. So much. Yeah. Uh, and British Bulldog basically is you, you start off with one person in the middle of usually a room, sometimes a field, depending on where you are, preferably a field so we don't have any broken bones. But, um... <laughs> You start with one person in the middle of this field, is allocated space, which this big, usually rectangular space, um, and you have everybody else uh, at one side of this space. And the whole goal is to stay within the confines of this rectangle and to get to the other side without being touched. Because if you're touched, and sometimes it's touched, sometimes it's taken to the ground, sometimes it's other, there are other stipulations that are thrown in, yeah. um, sometimes for safety reasons, other times to make it in, in different. Ooh, yeah little bit interesting but uh if you're if your tops are taken to the ground is, is the other two ways i played it you are then one of the bulldogs and you have to get somebody else out yeah. and you go and you go and you go until you have one person left and then usually what happens is that person who wins then becomes the bulldog for the next round uh, and so it's just it's self-replicating in a very nice way i find it first of all an incredibly fun game um but secondly it's very physical and I like the physical aspect of it, especially as a child, I loved it. Yeah. Now, if it, if it was in Squid Games, I guess if you get caught, you immediately are terminated. I guess that's how that would go, that which, is, which doesn't give you a chance to then catch other people. No. But that is how it would go in Squid Games. And I think uh, it would be incredibly violent. It would probably be the game you play right at the end. It would be the last yeah. game you play, I guess, to get, to get the champion, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my uh, that's addition into the British Squid Games. It's called British Bulldog. It, it, it fits. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a game that uh, we actually saw on The Last Dance, um, some people call it Pitching Pennies, which I think is a weird name. Pitching Pennies? 
But Tell them, bro. It's known in Britain and the UK, uh, London as Penny Up. Penny Up! And so this is a what? game in which you're given a, a pound coin or, or a small coin um, and you have to flip it with your thumb and you have to get as close to the wall as possible. And the closer you get to the wall, uh, the better you do. So this is going to be, everyone will get a small token which have a colour assigned to them. Um, and just as we saw, actually, let me not do any spoilers. Um, <laughs> and what this will be is there'll be a line that slowly moves forward and you have to progressively get this closer and closer to the wall within the confines of the line. There will be a cutoff point, let's say 50% of people um, have to uh, basically die in this game, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a game of skill. It's a game that is accessible to everyone, but it requires that you keep your cool, that you don't get too overzealous and you flick it really hard and it bounces off the wall and it rolls back. Um, or that you underthrow it and underplay your hand um, and fall behind this line where you are instantly eliminated. And I think that the tension that this game could bring yeah. would be really exciting um, and will make great watching if you're that type of person. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. It would, it would uh, I can't lie, yeah. I know yeah. a couple of people listening to it like, yo, got that, blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through immediately. What do you mean? Give me the money. And yeah, I'm one of those people. I've got that in a bag. So back in the day at school, it used to be a game where we'd do 10 Peas, 20 Peas, <laughs> 50 Peas, one pound, and it'll be a winner takes all kind of format. Mm-hmm. So you better come really, you better come ready to play, otherwise you might not be eating today. No wonder our generation got hella gambling problems. We were gambling for <laughs> young. young. <laughs> Franco, where are you taking us? Okay, so wait, just to clarify, yes. are we doing, do they have to British games? Ooh, what, what are you taking? Are you taking us to Mexico? Well, only because, no, no. Are you taking us to Mexico? Yeah, just as, let's go as, to Mexico. As, as the uh, international one in the group. No, it wasn't even Mexico. I'm just thinking of general games, but I don't know what their origins are. Oh, okay. please. They are probably going to be American. Oh, no. But that's why I just Get rid of them. <laughs> um, I have a running theme of attacking our American listeners. There's no need. You know I love all my do? American listeners. To bring more of a team element to it, yes. I would do dodgeball. Dodgeball. I would do dodgeball. Because it gets fatally attacked by the ball. No, but it's kind of like, but it would be within the rules that like the losing team dies. Like imagine the level of collaboration. So a squad elimination. Yeah, Yeah. a squad elimination. It's not like you die when you're out. Like the whole team. You could be really good, but the rest of your team is slacking and you get done. And imagine being like both teams only have one person left. Mm. Or like, or even what? Like, imagine like three versus one, yeah. and you're the one person left who's like nine lives or whatever many yeah. will be in the team are dependent on you to not get knocked out. Basically, that's intense. And you know why I really like that because um, the NFL in the Pro Bowl, where they bring all the best players of of the league of the National Football League together, they do a, a, a dodgeball competition, yes, and do. it's so interesting to see the best in quotation mark athletes in the world go at it. Um, it would also then be interesting to see these uh, normal people who are not, you know, considered the best athletes in the world fighting for their life to yeah. to see to see that happen. That'd be that'd be yeah. Imagine your wild. reflections, knowing your life depending on it. Like people will be doing like one handed grabs, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I have another question just to okay. to, to round this episode sure. off. That, that goes with Squid Games. If you needed one game, if you needed one game to survive, it doesn't have to be the ones we've chosen. Yeah. Okay. If you needed one game, what would it be? Ooh. Now I'll go first because I'm. I'll throw the question at you guys. Okay. It would be patball. Okay, patball. Patball. Now patball was a game uh, where you had a tennis ball or another cut form of round bouncy ball and had to hit it against the wall. Some some schools I know had it that it had to bounce first. Mm-hmm. Some schools had it as it had to hit the wall without bouncing. For me, I played with it bouncing first. Yeah, I was undefeated. 
after after I learned the game and played it for a while, I was undefeated. I genuinely, genuinely believe that at the time I was playing it, I could have gone to the Olympics playing that game, damn game. <laughs> I broke Olympics. my foot. I, play, I broke my foot playing backball. <laughs> I then went back on crutches yeah. and still was undefeated while I was playing on one foot. I was unstoppable at that game. Patball, take me through to the final. Pat Ball, great. The thing game. is, yeah, mm. as someone that went to school with Ethan. Mm. Ethan would probably take you on in public. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know them nonsense ones where like someone hits a real good shot and you're like, no, mids, mids, or you, you go for some. Oh, so you didn't like play mids? Because um, on our school, because mids is the bottom thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had like a, it was like a trap almost. So if the ball got stuck there, then mm. it would be mids. Yeah. But other than that, there's no mids call. Yeah. It either hits okay. or it doesn't. Uh, see, I like that. I like that. It forces it forces a shot, right? Which I which I really, I like. I like that a lot. So my game um, would be Connect Four. Um, so this game, I'm pretty sure I don't remember the last time I took a loss. Maybe Year Five, and it's I'm still <laughs> reading from it. Let's but go. all the way through secondary school, any wet play, they'd bring out the Connect Four, and I'll be dishing out L's, handing out L's, call me the postman because it's letters everywhere, starting with that L. <laughs> People didn't want it. I, I stopped playing. I said I retire. I need to watch you guys because wow. clearly, clearly, there's no competition in this building. He said I'm in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> he said I got the yellow jacket and I'm sitting pretty. Granted, I don't think I ever played Frank or Jed, but Ooh, I'm, you I'm, know I'm ready. What? I'm ready. You know what? Bring we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do yeah. a little thing. Take, yeah. yeah. take it to the streets. <laughs> take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. Uh, I've never felt more uncool saying that particular sentence. <laughs> but, um, anywho, what you guys don't realize is Franco today got a fresh trim nice. and he's looking clean. The boy looks good. So he's actually <laughs> oh, he's actually one of the too. coolest people I've ever seen. So he is lighting when he's I could blush. I would. <laughs> um, I think my game, yeah, <laughs> to bring it to a serious topic, would be uh, musical chairs. Oh, <laughs> when it comes to play play pause. And quick reactions. I am on it. I hold no morals. I will fully <laughs> dive headfirst onto a chair if I have to. That game is violent. I can't lie. And for Squid Games, I think it would be a perfect form. Oh, 100%. Imagine. Last two people, everyone else is like dead around you. People would be ruthless for that. People True. would be so ruthless. That's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that so much. So, today we've spoken about... Cricket, we've spoken about football, we've spoken about football. We've also discussed robots. Would you have them in your house? Some people would love them, some people wouldn't. And we've spoken about squid games. What game would you play? As always, it's been a fantastic time. It's been a blessing. Franco, do you have any final words for the viewers, for us, for yourself that you'd like to share? Yeah, I have a fun fact to share that not many people know. And it's that not all potatoes can swim. Oh, not all potatoes can swim. Guys, it's been a fantastic time. We hope wherever you are, you're happy, you're healthy, and you're loving life. Until next time, we are...